So, Africa. What can you say about Africa? Africa is, um, I don't know, there's nothing like it. And, um, you know, people ask me a lot when I um, talk about my trip, they always ask me, what did you like the best or what were your favorites? And I, I realize I, I don't say Africa very much, um, but I, I think it's because it's just too big of a topic. And as I've I was just looking through some pictures that I hadn't seen in a while. And I mean, it's just sort of mind-blowing um the wildlife and the experiences that I had um on this part of my trip. Um I it's just I guess something that I compartmentalize and I don't really think. I mean, I know it was really um uh meaningful and uh special and uh, you know, life changing and, you know, but I kind of put it away, if you will, and I don't think about it much. And I was looking at these pictures, it just really reminded me just what a wonderful part of that of my travels Africa was. And I just looked through some of the um, journal entries, and they're very short, but I could probably talk for about almost an hour um, on each one of these little entries. So it, it may take us a while to get through Africa. Um, so um, Africa had captured my imagination since I was a little kid, I, ever since I saw Born Free. Um, and that was a TV show in the 70s. I was a little guy, but I remember it well. And I remember Elsa, I think the lion's name was. And at the end, when Elsa's uh, free living in the, uh, the wild, you know, that really really tore me up as a little guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but just that wildness is what I, I guess, I certainly understood it at, at a young age watching Born Free. And then there was Mutual of Omaha, um, you know, which every person my age probably saw over and over again. And they always had these wonderful um, specials on Africa, you know, all the animals. And, um, I always loved wildlife uh, in any way, shape, or form. So Africa just sort of blew my mind, um, and I and I just always wanted to go. And I can tell you, I'm pretty happy I did because uh, I saw pretty much everything that um, that I had, you know, sort of imagined. Um, you could go many, many times and see many, many different things, but we certainly got out there and. Um, and saw the animals in their their natural habitat, which is what I wanted. And the, the country is so gorgeous; it's it's just, uh, you know, to say you know we all came from Africa, and just to think that uh, that's where our our ancestors from our you know from the way way back came from. Um, I don't know; it just is kind of neat, and. Um, and being somewhere where it's still wild is is just is really great. Um, no civilization in a lot of these areas. The animals are just living like they always did, and it, it's getting encroached on now more and more. And as you hear about the the elephants being hunted for their tusks, thank you, China. You know, hopefully you guys will figure this one out before you uh, uh, exterminate them. But um, 
you know, China's investing more and more in Africa to take over the resources and, and essentially farm the place. So I'm glad I got to see it while I did, and, and I don't mean to be a downer. But at any rate, I was just trying to uh, talk a little bit about what captured my imagination about Africa and why I wanted to go. And the other thing I should add is there's a couple different ways you can do Africa, which I learned. There's I would put it in three categories. Um, there's the uh, sort of the low-end budget uh, option where you can take a big truck or van um, into the park and you are with maybe 20 people or so and you have a guide and you go in the park and you go out of the park that day and then which we didn't really see by the way and then the middle road is is what we did which was you hire a guide at slash driver and we actually had a guy who uh, drove us around in a Range Rover and he and he was the guide the wild so he would point out the wildlife to us and then we had a cook with us and so we would drive into the parks and we would camp in the park so you're seeing all these animals and then you just camp where you saw them which is uh, <laughs> a little freaky and exhilarating at the same time and then there's the high end where they have camps and they have these tent camps and it's really high end you know they they uh serve you good food and, and all that. And we didn't really, we did one of those, but not, it wasn't one of the high end ones on the normal route. It was in Southern Tanzania, which we'll, I'll talk about, which it was just amazing. So I guess you could say we did both kind of options, but I love the one with the driver and you drive into the park and you just, it's just you, you don't see anybody else. We might've seen maybe a, a few other vehicles, um, during the day, and some days we didn't see any at all, which was just really cool. Okay, so first journal entry, um, October 2nd, 2003. We made it to Africa. Good flight on Kenyan Air, although no sleep. Met Jeff right on time. Took Riverside Shuttle to Arusha. A wild ride, glad to make it safely. The Mora Morvaro Coffee Lodge is beautiful. A beautiful volcano is right behind us. Mono or something. Kilimanjaro is close by. Saw tons of people and Maasai in their red and purple cloaks along the road, herding their cattle. Also, poverty is shocking. Mostly shanty steel corrugated huts. Maasai, I think, mostly live in their own villages, we saw a few of those, but also pretty poor, but at least mud hut. October 3rd. First big day on safari. Big success. Started the day by puking up my malaria pill. Note to self, take with food next time. We drove to Manara Park and saw the following. Baboons, blue monkeys, elephants, impala, Bushbuck, dick dicks, mongoose, hippos outside the water, zebras, wildebeests, water buffalo, giraffes, great birds, and a lion. Saw some huge elephants up close, but the highlight for both of us was seeing the giraffes at our soon-to-be campsite. There were about 10 of them with their babies, and when they run, it looks like they are in slow motion. It was way cool, surreal. Then, great campsite in the middle of the park could see giraffes as we set up camp. 
Wonderful Food by Wilson. Pea soup, rice, cauliflower, zucchini, and beef. Priscus is a great guide. Huge fire, too. So based on those short posts, I could probably talk for an hour, but I think what I'll do is just to kind of capture it for my own posterity, is just write down, is just um, talk about my memories from the very beginning of that first day through the uh, the first day of safari. So, um, you know, not much about the flight that's memorable, but uh, we shuttled it from um, uh, Nairobi to... Um, to Arusha, and Arusha is a, a town, um, sort of, I guess you would describe it on the slopes of the, um, it's it's high country, it's not like mountainous, but it's definitely elevated, and they have the volcanoes there, so Kilimanjaro is, is one of the volcanoes, and so they have like um, coffee plantations, and um, not jungle, but very lush, you know, like banana type trees and, um, like I said, flowers and, 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 um, the town itself was like a one street town. And what I remember from the town is that they had these outdoor pool, pool halls. People would play pool. Um, and then, um, there were a lot of women's, uh, hair salons. And my thought was if you, Take an economy from ground zero. The first thing that rises is a woman's hair salon. Women and their hair apparently is one of the uh, staples of any economy. Um, anyway, just an observation. And not saying I'm right, just, just something I thought I saw. Um, but the drive from um, Nairobi to Arusha was maybe a couple hours, but it was extremely eye-opening. And some of my most, um, uh, you know, kind of changes you in your outlook towards your fellow man. Because uh, just seeing one or two of the uh, towns along the way, I guess you would call them towns, they're really shanty towns. It was truly shocking, the abject poverty, uh, to think that people lived under these corrugated steel roofs. And it wasn't that that they were their roofs were corrugated steel. That in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's it was the overall shape uh of the of the homes, um almost like cardboard walls or not even plywood just so run down um and zero economy uh i don't know what people did for a living um you might see a little shop working on bicycles for example um but uh it just seemed like i don't know how you say this just like there was a nuclear war or something and people are just recovering and starting from zero or something. I mean, just shocking. And um, and there were Maasai, like I said. You could see them um, on the side of the road herding goats and cow. And they, I believe, well, I learned later, they are much better off, even though they live in essentially the dirt, much better off than these people that have been... Um, 
grouped into these shanty towns. They're not even part of a um, a large city like Nairobi, which wasn't great either, but at least there was quote-unquote civilization there. So it just makes you realize, you know, you think about your problems that you might have, uh, your job, blah, blah, blah. Uh, trust me, it ain't nothing. <laughs> so that was very eye-opening. And um, Arusha itself, you know, we stayed in this, uh, called they call it a coffee lodge. And um, it was a great place. We had a little cabin and... and um, very lush and green, and they had a nice little common um, lodge area where you'd have food, and there was an outdoor tile floor, um, you know, nice wooden tables, opening to the outside kind of thing, and it was very, um, uh, you know, cool in the mornings enough where you would wear a jacket, um, very um, humid, not humid, but there was moisture in the air. And it was it was on a coffee farm, and um, our guide Priscus um, picked us up in the Land Rover from the shuttle and drove us to this coffee lodge. And on the way, he he tried to teach Jeff and I um, Swahili. Um, Asante sana, I believe, is hello, and Jumbo is thank you or something. I don't know, but it, there was a lot of Asante sana and Jumbo going on. Uh, Jumbo and uh, Jeff and I don't think cared less at that point in time. We were just so fried from the flight and the the shuttle. <laughs> but Priscus was a really nice guy, and um, uh, so then the next day was our first safari, and um, so we woke up there, had breakfast, and I we we had our malaria pills ready to go, and I did like. You have to run back to my um, hut and throw up because I uh, I hadn't eat. I took it before eating. So anyway, that was sort of a inauspicious start to the uh, trip, but it was fine. Um, but we, I remember, we were just so excited, and we drove for I'm not sure how long, but in we loaded up the the Range Rover, and and there was a tent that we would have, and. Um, uh, Wilson w- joined us. Um, he was the chef, and he had all his food in the back. And uh, one one thing I learned subsequently was that Arusha was fairly uh, well off in terms of food. You know, it had gardens and vegetables and fruits and everything. And so um, the food that Wilson uh, cooked us was all was all very good. And um, and so Jeff and I would sit in the back of this Range Rover and uh, the two of them would sit in front. And I believe they were both, you know, there was a lot of uh, civil unrest in um, Kenya. Uh, af- or Niro- um, I guess we were in Kenya at this point in time because uh, there was Kenya and Nairobi and most of the safaris we went on were in, um, I'm sorry, in, in not Nairobi, um Tanzania. Uh, but I believe Arusha was still in Kenya. But Kenya has had a lot of civil unrest uh, because of the tribalism. And um, I believe at this point in time, we didn't know about that. Um, and looking back on it, I think Priscus and Wilson were in different tribes. I think that may have come up. 
Um, but uh, I remember Priscus talking quite a I think he did touch on the fact that there were many, many tribes, or at least Wilson did. Um, so looking back on it, that's kind of interesting. Um, and another interesting fact about Arusha, uh, Bill Clinton had, had convened some peace treaty or something um, there. So it had a little bit of weight in terms of history uh, in uh, um, Kenya. And by, I really should know whether it's Tanzania or Kenya. It's terrible. But um, so the first day of safari, we drove for, and I'm not sure how long, uh, but uh, we made it to this park called uh, Manara. And it was so exciting. It, it was sort of um, dry and, and um, grassland type. But when you entered it, you entered through these big trees. There was like a grove of old growth. Oh, and by the way, when we entered into the park, I remember we pulled off the road. And everything's kind of brown and grassy. And then we... Um, we went down this dirt road and there were a group of uh, young boys, not young boys, but like teenagers. And they had this white paint on their faces and they didn't have like clothes, you know, they were wearing like, you know, you could see their limbs and their, and their, you know, were very exposed. And they're like, I don't know, five or six of them. And they, and they, I don't know if they had spears or not. I think they may have, but they had these white faces that you know painted on and it was like ghosts and it was really a trip and um that was some rite of passage uh that they were going through and so anyway we passed them you know talk about seeing things that you don't see every day and then we came into this group of like i would describe it as old growth forest kind of a jungle and that's where we entered the park and right away they were like monkeys in the trees which is just trippy for someone from California and then as we drove through the um uh forest there there were baboons so they're like baboons on the road and we we checked them out for a while and and the bab the women have these like oh their butts are like it's gross it's all inflamed and everything and it means they're in heat and uh, there were babies, and um, they're eating nuts and and stuff, and um, that was cool. And then um, and then we saw zebra, and uh, we saw a hippo. Went to a watering hole, and the hippos were in the water, and uh, they were out of the water, and they were jumping in the water. And um, hippos are cool. <laughs> and uh, there were giraffes, and there were uh, you know. Uh, the the uh, uh, pumba the uh, warthog and they get down on their knees and uh, dig in the dirt with their tusks and then we came across a an old lion which we were so excited to see a lion and we you get real close to him and but Priscus said well he's not looking so good you know so you know you could tell this guy was kind of on his last legs and um, my something that really was memorable is we were getting towards the end of the day and we drove into this sort of area where there were uh, some shrubs and everything but they were like there were these giraffes and um i wrote down like 10 of them or something but i remember like uh i don't know six or seven of these big guys and and the babies and they like scattered and it was the coolest thing to see giraffes run and scatter because they're so long and when they run, 
um, they're hauling ass. Like your mind is picking this all up simultaneously. You're seeing the speed because you can see them move past bushes and everything and the foreground or the background. But the way they move is like they're just loping along just and it, it was played tricks with your mind. It was surreal. It was like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And it was so memorable because of that. And so then um, Prisca says, okay, here, here we are. We're going to camp. And you're like, what? <laughs> In the middle of the, we just saw a lion, um, you know, not more than a hundred yards that way, you know, but yeah, sure enough. So we just get out of the car and they had a big tent for us. And so Jeff and I put up our tent and, um, yeah, you're out there and you can see this flat, you know, brush land in front of you, like where we had seen all the zebra and the giraffe and you could still see giraffe out there while you're setting up your camp, your tent. And, um, Priscus made us or Wilson made us a nice dinner and, um, we always had Killy time. It was Kilimanjaro beer. So we'd have a beer and, uh, it was really nice. And, and we had a fire and when you sit around the fire at night, you can flash your light into the surrounding brush and you see all these eyes looking at you, these white eyes. It's, it's quite startling. And, um, and you can hear all the sounds. And in fact, at night when you go to sleep, I was nervous that first night. I actually did not sleep very well because you feel so exposed. You feel like, you know, these wild animals could just come eat you. <laughs> and um, so I definitely remember being a little uncomfortable that first night. And um, in terms of like lions and stuff, what Prisca says is you put, so they would put a lantern in front of our tent. And he said, well, they, they see that as fire and they don't want to um, go up to fire. It's a foreign object to them. And don't worry about it. And we have a gun, by the way, you know, which, by the way, I never saw. <laughs> I don't even know if they did. But, uh, and in subsequent nights, uh, the lantern went out a few times. So, you know, that really <laughs> wasn't protecting us. But, um, so, uh, and the next day, I remember we were um, getting ready and everything. And um, there was this elephant that came in to camp. On the kind of on the edge, there's like this big bush kind of behind our, our tent and this elephant's there. And we're just like, holy shit. I mean, just looking at this thing it wasn't a huge elephant, um, but this little like um, fox creature. I can't remember the name for it at the, at the exact moment. Um, he came running through and this elephant literally like hightailed it like its tail like went up in the air and like and his and his um, trunk went up in the air and he literally just like sprinted out. I mean, he was scared to death of this thing. And I mean, he could have stomped on this thing. But I remember in cartoons, like the elephant with the rat and the mouse and the elephant being so scared of the mouse, you know, <laughs> I actually saw it with my own eyes. Um, and I forgot about the elephants we saw earlier that day. We saw quite a few. We saw a, a few, I don't know what you call them, troops of, you know, like four or five, um, and, uh, with the baby and, uh, just, so it was amazing. And then we saw some big dudes that like came down, they were following this river or Creek and there were like three or four of them bulls and, uh, no women, no females. And these suckers were huge and they had the huge trunks and, um, 
not to get X-rated, but uh, as, as long as we're describing the scene, I mean, one of them had been um, aroused, let's just say. I, I'm not sure when, but oh, wow. <laughs> Talk about a fifth leg. But these suckers, and they they just, and they had the longest legs. And um, like, you know, their their bellies probably would have, they probably could have like walked over our, our Range Rover. Um, and they walked right by us, you know, slowly. And, oh, what a memory. I mean, it was really cool. So there you go. First day in, in Africa, and it's already mind-blowing. And then we had like, you know, we were on this safari for like 10 days and we were driving from park to park. And um, so I forget the next one. I think we go up to Ngorogoro Crater is where we head next.